This trick is going to help you master getting results in the gym. You have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says... Hello, welcome back to the 60 Day Mind and Body Challenge podcast with your host, me, Imogen Rose. We are on season three, episode five. How is it episode five? Can I just say, how are we in mid-February or already? That is, we're nearly in March. Oh my God, don't, it's nearly summer. Do not wish your life away. Okay, today's subject is, honestly, when I learned this, this blew my mind. I'm still trying to implement it because this trick is just mind-blowing once you actually know all of the details behind it. I'm going to spill the tea in this episode. It's going to help you with your training. It's going to help you with your weight loss results, your weight gain results, muscle growth results, anything that you want to achieve in life. This trick will help you. So my number one question, whether it's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, is Imogen how do you stay motivated? And I say this all the time and everybody hates hearing it, but you cannot rely on motivation. But what you can rely on is the trick that I am going to teach you about in today's podcast. Do you you ever find yourself feeling motivated for one or two, two weeks? You start a new program, a workout program, you're really motivated and you're buzzing because you're part of a community. It might might be like a workout challenge that you've that you're completing in cough cough fitting 60. You start doing it week one, week two, you think this is new, it's fresh, it's exciting, you've got shiny object syndrome. And by week three, your motivation dips. Your motivation probably dips because it's still too early to see results. And that tells you there's no point. What is the point in doing this? I'm putting all this effort in and I can't see any results. But when it comes to weight loss, weight loss happens just as quickly as weight gain does. You didn't put that two stone on in two weeks. So you can't expect it to come off in two weeks. The same goes for lifting weights in the gym. I think people expect to be able to uh, progress as quickly as when they first start the gym. When you first start the gym for the very first time lifting weights, that is that is like the ultimate time because your your strength progresses as quick as it will ever progress. Your results are incredible in the first like three to six months of you starting the gym. And then as your body adapts and starts getting used to lifting weights, it becomes harder to build strength, it becomes harder to drop the weight, etc, etc, grow muscle, that kind of thing. So like anything in the fitness world, things take time. It takes time to lose the weight that you may have put on over a two-year period. It takes time to build the strength. But have you ever wondered how athletes are always so in quotation marks, motivated, or how bodybuilders continue to work out even when they can't be asked. I'm going to deep dive into how you can do this too with this one trick and how to stop falling off by week two, week three, once your motivation has dwindled. 
So to explain this trick and how it's going to work, I need to kind of touch on some brain psychology because this is all very relevant in how the brain reacts to you starting a workout program. Your brain is constantly working to keep you from danger. It's like that flight or fight mode that kicks in. So it tells you if you're doing something that's out of your comfort zone, for instance, a press up or a plank is a really good one. You're doing a plank and you're trying to get 45 seconds doing a plank. You start getting to about 15, 20 seconds and your mind is telling you, give up. You can't do anymore. You may as well give up. Just drop yourself, drop your weight. Come on, you know you want to, just drop it. Give up, give up, give up. In this moment, your brain is telling you, I don't like what's happening. This is not what we're used to. You are pushing me out of my comfort zone. I can't, I don't know what, what kind of I'm expecting. So just give up, drop it. And the only way you're going to continue to tell your brain that it's okay, it's okay to continue, you need to create habits. And these habits tell our brain to do things on autopilot. Once the habits are formed and the behaviors are expected, that's the sweet spot. That's when you're just going to do things on autopilot, like work out four times a week, like jotting down how much weight you're lifting every single time you work out instead of plodding around the gym, not really sure what you're doing. So your progress is slower than what it would be if it was if you was optimally training to a goal each week. Forming habits tells our brain to do things on autopilot. If we implement a, a workout four times a week, it begins to expect it. Cue a habit forming. This is why it can be so tough to get started again. Once you've fallen off the gym for five, six months, you've not been training. Our brain is used to comfort. And if you break a habit, it begins to not expect you to do that thing anymore. It doesn't expect you to go to the gym. It expects you to lie in your comfort zone, which is why we constantly need to be testing our our brain and pushing ourselves to get out of our comfort zone. Enjoyable behaviors can prompt your brain to release a chemical called dopamine. If you do something over and over and dopamine is there, when you're doing it, it strengthens that habit even more, which is why when you see people lifting weights specifically in the gym and they lift weights four, five, six times a week, they often three, four, five months into it start to, the the, the habits formed and the dopamine is there, the endorphins are being released and they feel that buzz every single time they come out of the gym. They feel that the release of those happy chemicals that just make them feel amazing. And because this is in a repetition, your body is used to you getting those that buzz after the workout. Once you fall out of that routine, once you break that habit, it's hard to remember that good feeling that you once had after the gym. Which is why habit forming is so important. And don't be fooled, habit forming can work in the negative aspect as well. You can form a habit, obviously, with smoking, drinking alcohol, 
um, taking drugs, that kind of thing. But obviously some of those factors play into addiction as well. But initially, before the addiction starts, it was a habit that was created. So it might have been the habit formed after work, you pick up a glass of wine and then you associate finishing work with picking up that glass of wine. And then one glass of wine becomes two glasses of wine, two to a whole, whole bottle and the habit is being formed and then you are relying on those chemicals released because of the alcohol but then you're not kind of factoring in the come down from the alcohol maybe the next day during your working day you feel like shit because you've been drinking alcohol every night and then your brain starts to rely on the alcohol in order for it to produce the dopamine the serotonin and it doesn't it doesn't rely heavily on other things more positive habits like working out in order for your brain to release those chemicals Going back to habits, habits are automatic behaviors that have been wired into our brains through repetition. So the repetition of building that habit over a period of time. And as days pass, we do it less consciously. Our brain is expecting it. It's kind of starting the autopilot. Neuroscientists have found that there is a part of our brain called the basal ganglia. I hope I'm I hope I'm actually pronouncing that right, <laughs> which is crucial for habit forming. Now, this is the key part. The habit forming is what we need in order to optimize our results in the gym. Habits are behaviors wired so deeply in our brains that we perform them automatically. This is the sweet spot that we're aiming for. So wouldn't it be great if you worked out three to four times a week automatically without even thinking about it? It's part of your routine. Your brain's expecting it. Your body's expecting it. So you just do it. You do it. And you're in that really easy period where you're not relying on motivation to get you through because motivation will not you get will not get you through. Let me guarantee you that one. Wouldn't that be cool? Okay, so now I'm going to talk to you about the actual pattern that we're going to follow in order to create those habits. So, scientists have actually studied this over a long period of time and they've come up with the psychology that in order to create a habit, you need a cue, a routine and a reward. So this is what governs any habit and understanding these elements can help in understanding how to change bad habits or form better better ones. So to explain how this works, I'm going to take a bad habit first off. I kind of did this explanation before, but I'm going to take smoking because this understanding is really, really good for breaking bad habits as well. So let's take smoking into account. You, your cue might be a stressful situation with work. You then take a cigarette, you go for a cigarette break, you go and smoke it, and that's your routine. Your routine is every stressful moment, everything that's, that's, happens in your life that's stressful whether it's an argument um you've dropped something 
anything that's a little bit stressful and you're like, right, I, I need to go and have a smoke. That is your routine. Then the reward is the sharp, short nicotine hit that comes with smoking a cigarette. But the problem is, every single time you smoke the cigarette, your body's tolerance to the nicotine gets higher and higher. So it takes more and more to get that hit of nicotine that you once had. That's why in the beginning, when you first start smoking, the nicotine hits you and it affects you in a much stronger way than it does six months down the line, a year down the line, 20 years down down the line. And you can't really feel the nicotine hit anymore because your body's tolerance has adapted to the smoking. Now, what if you could change this habit of smoking into a positive habit, which would not only implement a positive habit into your life, but also eradicate the smoking? Now, this is what I want you to do if you do smoking or any kind of bad habit, when it gets to the cue, the stressful situation, you need to pick something that is going to be rewarding, but is a more positive thing to replace the smoking with. It could be a workout, although a workout is not necessarily a accessible thing to do for everyone because you might have a stressful scenario at work um so you could have like a nicorette gum instead or what i mean smoking is quite a tough one because obviously you start having withdrawal symptoms especially if you've been smoking for such a long time so a lot of people tend to drop down don't they and they have nicorette gum and then they eventually come off the nicorette gum But if you replace it with something else, you could replace it with a workout. Um, If that's not accessible, you could replace it with like a healthy smoothie or something that you're going to enjoy but has a benefit on your body and mind. And then an old habit which has included smoking then becomes a smoothie habit of once you get stressed, you you pick up a smoothie. The problem is with um, smoking, a lot of people don't do this consciously, but they end up eating more. So they're replacing the habit of smoking with eating And they probably don't realize they're doing this, but they end up having a chocolate bar. And then your brain is associating, every time you would have had a a smoking session, you then replace it with something that's like a sugary snack. And you're getting that instant gratification again because you're getting the sugar, sugar hit instead of the nicotine hit, for example. So that's how you implement it for breaking old bad habits. But how do we actually use this to form better habits with the gym, better habits with working out? Okay, so this habit loop that I'm going to talk through, I'm actually looking at a diagram now and I wish you could look at it. It's basically habit loop in a big yellow cloud and then we've got cue at the top, routine at the bottom right and reward at the bottom left. So your cue at the top is going to be something like working out in the morning at the same time four times a week or however many times you want to work out a week. 
And without fail, we're going to stick to that time. So let's say we wake up at 6am, by half six, we're going to be working out in, in your home or in the gym, etc, etc. So half six is the cue. Once you get to half six, that is when the routine comes in. The routine is you committing to the workout, you're working out. The, then it gets to the reward in the habit loop. The reward is the endorphins that, that will be released throughout the workout and at the end of the workout. But quite often, people don't associate this a lot of the time, especially if it's like something that you're doing that you don't necessarily enjoy, like running. A lot of people hate running, but they force themselves to do running. <laughs> I don't know why. Obviously, there's a lot of people that enjoy running, but some people hate it, but they force themselves to do um, a workout that they don't enjoy. So let's say you are doing something that you do enjoy, that is what's going to be really beneficial in this habit loop. But we're going to take the reward step one step further. So you want to you want to expect something, you want to anticipate something that is coming after the workout as a reward. It could be treating yourself to a coffee out and about after the gym. Maybe there's a coffee shop in the gym, getting yourself a coffee. And throughout that workout, workout you're, you're anticipating that the coffee is coming. It could be a protein shake, that you're having a protein shake out, a nice smoothie. Or you could even go one step further if you've got the moon A. Um... I don't know why I said Moon A. I've never said Moon A in my life. <laughs> if you've got the Moon A, um, maybe treating yourself to some gym socks or a gym bra, a gym, anything that's gym related that's going to make you feel good during your workout, that is your reward. So every time you do the workout, your body and your mind is an- anticipating this reward. And then it starts all over again. So you've got the cue routine reward, cue routine reward, cue routine reward until that habit is formed. You could also implement layers to the rewards. So I've seen a girl speak about this on TikTok and she was on about every like four to six weeks you... um, reward yourself for completing all the workouts that you set in your goals with some kind of gym uh, gym outfit or gym leggings gym top a little bit a little bit more of a a bigger reward for your for you to look forward to this kind of habit um forming speech has reminded me of a habit that we have unintentionally formed every single day for the past six seven months since we got our dog our rescue dog hank um obviously dogs need walking every day and now we're in routine every day around the same time we go for a dog walk with Hank so he's expecting that walk we're expecting that walk and it's just come uh, second nature so that's now made it so easy for me to complete my 10,000 steps a day because the habit's been formed and the reward of that is getting out in the fresh air and spending quality time with me and Liam because we do it together. So it's our little little midday treat after lunch. We'll go for a dog walk and spend some quality time, me, Liam and Hank. So that's the reward. But that's kind of unintentionally become a habit for us because obviously 
in the beginning, we needed to get Hank out every day because dogs need exercise every day. And then it starts to build and build and you formed a, a really, really positive habit without even realizing. But the whole point of this podcast is that you can use this system in your life to create new habits that are going to last and fit into your lifestyle and make a real positive impact to your goals and to your results. Because habits are the only way you will stay consistent with a workout routine. You can't rely on motivation. Motivation will last only a small period of time before you start. it starts to dwindle and you kind of just fall off and fall out of the routine. So I hope this trick really helps you and really steps up your results in the gym. Let me know if you try it. Let me know if you've already heard of it. It's a very well-known um, system that scientists have re- uh, have researched for years now, but a lot of us don't don't really understand it or we don't, um, we're not aware of it. And I think it's one thing that you can really just like take and run with because it's really going to benefit your life. If you want me to do more podcasts like this, more kind of like brain psychology focused ones, please do let me know because I really enjoy doing research into things like this. I love I love looking into things that can positively impact your life and make things easier and make it easier to achieve your goals. So if you want more things like this, I was thinking about doing one on the compound effect next week. So if you want that, please let me know. DM me on Instagram, it's at ImogenRoseIG. I'm on TikTok as well for lots of like workout content. So head over there if you want some workout inspiration. And don't forget to join the Facebook group as well, the 60-day Mind and Body Challenge with Imogen Rose. And I will see you in my next podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.